0: Time to live free. It's time to be informed. So we can be transformed. Welcome to my podcast. It's your girl, PE. I'm so glad you can join me. Hello there, my friend. I'm so glad you're here with me. It's time to talk. My therapy is our therapy. My story is our story. And so here I am back again, sharing a little bit of my journey of being relentless, what it means to find the blessing in betrayal. It was the word of God that really kept me anchored. I really, really now know what it means to have an anchor when he said your word is an anchor for my soul. I really know what it means when you've gone through enough trauma and abuse as I had. What can be keeping you alive? I've had a lot of people, when they hear just a little bit of my story, get amazed like, oh my God, you ought to be insane. (laughs) I should be if I didn't have the word of God that anchored me. So yeah, like I told you, I was a teenager. I was 18 getting married. In fact, I was Erica Johnson getting Erica Jacks. Erica Jackson, getting Erica Johnson's diploma. I got married while I was yet before I even graduated. caused a lot of trouble in my family. Of course, I was just trying to do the right thing. So many of us are caught up in one mishap or another. Yeah. And so we try to fix it and we actually ruin most of our lives trying to fix it instead of giving God that that issue. So anyway, yeah, so here it was wedding day. I didn't have the wedding that every woman had. I didn't get to pick out the wedding dress. I didn't have um, the wedding ring, the cake and all of that stuff. I was so busy being defiant, getting married without the blessing of my parents. Because, you know, by the way, I slept with the guy at 17 and figured, okay, I'm trying to do this holy thing. Now you got to marry me. (laughs) I didn't make him marry me, but he did ask me to marry him. And I thought, wow, this is great. Somebody wants to marry me. Why was my self-esteem so low? Hmm. Maybe it was my daddy issues. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. So the first guy that asked me to marry him, I truly married him. With a ring that couldn't fit. With my hair wrapped up. And with an audience um, of a few people, it was terrible. It was not the best thing ever. But I went back home to my mom at the age of 18 and told her, hey, I'm married. Her, that was the most hurtful thing that she had ever experienced. Of course, she didn't handle it really cool. So I started off without the blessing. I started off defiant, thinking I was doing the right thing because, by the way, I'm the only person in my family saved, such pride, but who was going to teach me better if I was the first person in my family get, getting saved? The church, but the people I leaned on for church told me marriage was the best way, so here I was marrying this guy who was insecure, who had dogma. He was a pretty, um, not dogma, he was domineering. Grew up very Kojic. Women are property type of deal. And not all Kojic men see it that way, but the way he grew up, his lineage, you you had the sharp podium syndrome. But I didn't, who cares? I didn't know much about myself then. I was willing to be whatever he needed me to be. And that I became. I was a friend most of the time, because I wasn't treated much like a wife a lot of pain followed every year if I wasn't homeless I was dealing with some case some woman that had walked into my marriage every year that was my life or I was going to the doctor for some type of STD I'll never forget the year I was pregnant with my son my oldest son the year 2000 and a young lady knocked on the door and said hey I think I might be pregnant for your husband. I'm not sure. But it's a possibility that he's a candidate to be the father. Oh, I forgot to tell him I have chlamydia. Wow, what a blow. But I'm a praying young woman, and I was taught, get meek. You're not humble enough. Pray. And so that's what I did. got humble enough and prayed. You know, that's not an easy story to tell. So don't get sad for me, okay? It's going to lighten up soon. Because the blessing is coming after the betrayal. But you got to let me talk about the betrayal. And so. Here we were. Getting married. And I catered to this man. I would bathe him. After every encounter he had with someone. With my own hands. And just so that I could make love to him. Ain't that something? Feed him. Clean his house. And of course. It didn't really last because it was time to move again. In between all the disappointments, I was having babies. Five babies in a five-year span. I was pregnant every year. Five pregnancies. So five pregnancies, one miscarriage, and I buried a son. Such a tragic beginning. I don't remember any real happy days. I don't remember recalling, oh, that was the most happy day ever. Well, because I was always the only one orchestrating moments, family moments, creating pockets of joy. The only joy I remember is my time with the Lord and my time with my children and the time I I took diving into books just to keep myself from veering off and letting myself know I was unhappy. I just put it all into books and all into prayer. And oh God, y'all can tell that this is hard for me to talk about, but I got to talk about it. How many of you out there listening to this right now, you're in this cycle, this crazy cycle, and you're using scriptures to valid, to justify your staying in a mess. I remember asking about women and him saying, threatening to make me eat glass or I'll throw you in the woods. And um, I remember him choking me and saying, the devil made me do it. Yeah, and then by the time I got the courage to learn to fight back, then I was the enemy. Yeah, I watched what love got to do with it and enough and got the courage to go get a shower rod and do some damage. <laughs> I remember that day I felt like I had conquered something, but then I felt terrible because here I was trying to vindicate myself. I went from being passive to being aggressive. And so I had to learn how to get center all over again. I had to learn how to be assertive. So there it was, the word anchoring me again. And with the word anchoring me, I felt like an idiot, like a fool. Imagine going someplace, going out of your home into public places. And everybody knows what your husband is doing, except for you. That was me. I didn't know everything. Even though I knew some stuff, I didn't know everything. I thought we were working through a lot. I was misinformed. You know, I cried a lot of tears. I shed a lot of tears, I'm sorry. And I cried a lot. But I didn't weep as one without hope. So stop feeling sorry for me. I wept, but as one looking to the cross. Understanding that if anybody knew betrayal, Jesus knew betrayal. Jesus selected who was gonna betray him. Whoa, that's huge. That's big. You mean to tell me he selected all his disciples, including his including his Judas and his Peter? Yes. Some of us have chosen before you start feeling in your feelings, oh God, this man did this or this woman did this. You chose that person. Take responsibility for your selection. We're all gonna choose. A Judas and a Peter at some point. Cause let me let me let me give it to you. People can't betray you unless they're close to you. It has to be an affectionate betrayal. People who are not close to me can't hurt me like that. No, not on that level. They have to be close enough to betray you. So, newsflash: betrayal is intimate. It's personal. Yes, it is. Jesus was betrayed with a kiss who are you who am I I counted a privilege to have known what it is that he might have felt just a little bit oh my god but I have to lean on his strength to keep from popping off so Jesus was betrayed by Judas he was sold off for possession for things trinkets something that wasn't going to even keep him and Peter betrayed Jesus for self-protection Wait a minute, so Judas betrayed Jesus because of greed and Peter betrayed Jesus Jesus to protect himself? Oh, he had no trust and no faith. So I had to think, how many times have I betrayed the Lord? That's rich. I'm not making any excuses for the things that the man that came into my life did to me. But the thing that helped me to look at it differently was me looking at myself in the lens of being a Judas or being in the lens of being a Peter at some point of my life. The word anchored me because it sobered me. I didn't have I could have felt entitled at any moment. Yeah. I mean, I had every right to be angry. I had every right. I could have cut up act a fool. Yes. Found me somebody to be with do something crazy. But the truth is. I had a responsibility for who I was and what I was going to do and what my name was going to look like and my integrity was going to look like. So, I had to take responsibilities for how I responded to this trauma. And I couldn't do it well on my own. God's word anchored me. So, I don't know where you are in your life right now, but allow his word to anchor you. See, the blessing and betrayal is that you will always discover that there is a way of escape if you're looking for it. There's an anchor. You don't have to drift into vengeance. Vengeance. You don't have to drift into murder. You don't have to drift into all of these things. There's an anchor. It's your girl, P.E. Signing off. It's late. (laughs) So, I'm going to go to bed now. And I just want to thank you for listening. I just felt like talking about it. My story is therapy. My therapy is your therapy. My story is your victory. Good night. If you want more information about me, visit me online at ericaworldwide.com, or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Love you dearly. Bye-bye now. Hey there, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, I'm there. Yeah, I'll go to my website at ericaworldwide.com. Join my circle of friends. Together, we can change the world. So glad you tuned in.